I'm sure you felt this before. You wake up in the morning and you seem to have gotten a full night rest, but you're just not feeling yourself today. You're drained of energy. You're not able to focus. Your days are just dragging. You want to be your best, but it's just not happening for you. You have obligations and responsibilities, raising a family, running a business, or managing your career, or even devoting time for your own interests and hobbies. And I know when you're not feeling a hundred percent, you're definitely not going to focus on your money in making best financial decisions. Our guest today is Sensei Victoria Whitfield, who's going to shine some light for us on how do we clear this emotional baggage to allow us to be on the top of this world that we've always wanted. Join me on this conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hi, Money Bosses. Anna's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, we're taking a different angle with our conversation and are joined by a special guest, Sensei Victoria Whitfield, who helps entrepreneurs balance mind, body, and their businesses. First of all, Victoria, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to be here, Anna. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I am excited. You can already hear, right? We're taking a different different angle here. So I'm really interested to connect with you, and I know our listeners would as well. And for a very simple reason, we all run these crazy busy lives, right? And especially, you know, being awesome parents, taking care of, you know, all of that at home, running our businesses, running our careers, being loving and caring spouses. And all of this requires so much energy. And that's where you come in, right? And I'm sure that the things you hear from your clients and you, what you help them with are something along these lines. And I know that I do complain about this from time to time, but I'm all ears today to sort of put these things into context. So like, I can't focus, right? With a million things happening in our days, are you feeling like you've gotten some rest, you know, in the morning, but you're just like trained of energy. You just can barely move, but you know, you have to do the things because there's obligations. So shine some light for us on this topic today. And how do we, all together, right? Clear ourselves of this emotional baggage, right? How do we stop being these emotional sponges and really have the clear focus, clear energy on what it is that we're trying to accomplish? I know it's a big question, so we can dive into and really dissect it, but that's what I was thinking. So how does that sound? I love it. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's do it. I think it also would be really cool for our listeners to understand how you got to do this work? And what is it that you really do? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm so excited. Like all of the above is like, yay, I'm so excited to talk about. And you have amazing energy, Anna. So I'm so happy to get to talk about this with you in particular. You're so positive. You're so focused and ready to serve. It's a beautiful thing to get to speak about this 
with a boss babe like you, mama, yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So for me, how I got into this in the first place is actually I am very energy sensitive. The only reason why I started learning about this stuff is because my own energy sensitivity and my awareness of being exhausted all the time started to really creep up with me. I'm a high achiever. If you look at my Colby and my strengths finder, my Colby is 4664. My strengths finder is relator, empathy, strategic, achiever, adaptability. So I am wired for coming up with an idea and executing on it. Historically, in positions that I've held working for others in the past, I've always ended up being second in command or the right hand of the owner. That was before I started owning my own business. But because of that was just a testament to how much of a go-getter and a responsibility taker I am, is that people who they were the owners of the company or when I worked in the medical field, the doctors of the practice, they would want me to be the key holder, right? Or the person who gets things done and directs the team. So I have high achievement energy in the medical field as well as in the tech field beforehand. Uh, Historically, I would work in accounting departments. So I used to love doing bank reconciliations. I'm like, "Mm, let me find that sense, those two cents that are off and all the different, like all the hundreds and hundreds of lines in this uh, Excel files. And like, I was so excited for that. I'm like a dog with a bone. And that all of that in my personality type is, gosh, a recipe for hard work, working hard. I am very committed to making things happen. I'm, and in fact, ah, this has been to my detriment historically that I'm more committed to making things happen and getting things done than I am to how I feel or taking care of my self-care, something like that. I come from a family where we say stuff like, I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of a thing. <laughs> And it's like, I laugh about it on one side. And I also, this is what inspired me to get on this path in the first place, is that both my parents have a history of like high blood pressure and heart issues. I never got to meet my maternal grandfather because he dropped dead at work at 51 years old, leaving three girls orphaned, my mom and her two sisters, because he was a go getter and he literally worked himself to death, right? He had a massive heart attack because he's such a passionate Irishman and wanting to be the best. He was in the top tier, the lumberyard sales that he was like that company that he was watching over. And so very successful man, but unfortunately died young because he worked himself to death. And so that I saw that in my parents as well, them, they're so passionate working so hard for the corporations that they were employed at, that I would be the one driving them to the hospital when their blood pressure is through the roof. And then the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for me personally, is that when I was sitting at my desk in the medical field, and I took that practice from making around 75000 a month to 750000 a month. But I remember sitting at my desk and I'm coding 
insurance claims all day, chest pain, chest pain, chest pains. 786.50 was the diagnosis code. I'll never forget that. And the day my chest got tight, I'm like, mm. oh, no, no, no. I'm in my 20s. Oh my gosh, I'm next in line. <laughs> like that was the big scary that caused me to run <laughs> from corporate into learning more about, okay, let me try and heal my body. There's some food sensitivities or weirdness coming up here. Uh, I got to get out of this toxic work environment where people scream and throw stuff in order to make money. Like, let's just, let me try to heal my life kind of an approach. And that was the very first thing that initiated me on the path to learning more about meditation and healing and all of this like energy stuff that we're going to be talking about and that I teach about. I work with my clients. That was what put me on the path for one, seeing that history of putting self-care last and excellence and execution first in my family, but the shock of I'm getting like like a tightness in my tide. Never felt that before. And and I was young, right? I'm in my, my mid to early 20s at the time, feeling that for the first time in my life. Something's got to give. That is how what started me on this path. I don't know if any of your listeners may have had the experience of, you know, you're doing your best to serve your family, you're doing your best to take care of your kids, and you're making sure everyone else is okay. And feeling good when your your body suddenly interrupts <laughs> the, yeah. the cycle of like taking care of everyone else to say, nope, we're having a breakdown, or you are getting burnout, or you are it's time for you to go to the hospital. Ta-da! Kind of like I don't know if you or any of your listeners have ever had that experience, but this is this is what inspired me to get on this path in the first place. I don't know if that answers your question though. Yeah, because I think a lot of people would relate to that from whatever angle. Some of us have like these rude awakenings, right? Like, hey, you're just, you know, like you're almost on your deathbed and you're, you know, whatever, 20 or 30 something. Others are maybe a little more practical, right? And I don't think I am because I'm very similar to you. I'm, you know, always been go, 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 do, 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 you know, achieve, achieve, achieve. And then, you know, at some point you're like, oh my God, what, and you start to ask yourself these questions. So like, is there an, uh, is there ever enough or what do I have to do? Right. Who do I have to become? And even like, I'm working with a nutritionist at this time and, you know, really I get interested in, in health benefits and all of that stuff, but she's like, you've been running on fumes. You've been running on fumes. I'm like, well, well okay, I, I get it. But you know, I, it's still in my, you know, I guess DNA, right. To go, 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 do, do, do. <laughs> so Along the same lines, right? How do you, in your work with, with, and you particularly focus on working with entrepreneurs, right? For, for maybe for very specific reasons. So how do you come to that awareness point where it's not just, oh my God, I'm just, you know, I'm losing, I'm having a heart attack. And this is like that check-in point. What steps can we take proactively before we get to that like critical moment? Yeah. So What's very important is to start with why I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. He smells really nice when you hug him. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a side note. Smells <laughs> nice. So start with why. So why would we care about our health? And I know that is a this is such a loaded, awful question to ask. Or like, why would I care? And 
how I entered into this, and maybe this is messed up, but this is what worked for me and also works for my clients, actually, is that, okay, well, what do I value? I am money motivated. I come from a family of money motivated people. Not only do we want to get stuff done, but the reason why we want to get stuff done is because we got to make some money. We got to pay the bills, right? We got to put the kids through college. We got to put food on the table, et cetera. Like we got to make some money. So understanding what I value being money. Okay. That's my why, you know, I'm going to just accept the fact that that's my why I'm not going to judge the fact that that's my why, but if I look at my behaviors and why I'm hustling so hard and burning out over and over again, the reason why is because, well, it was for my business. Well, it was for my my company or for trying to get this project done. I'm chasing money. So why don't I instead look at that why and embrace it before positive things, something that can actually support me in making my lifestyle better. So number one, work on your values, start with why. And if you don't want to do it yourself, just take mine and say, I'm money motivated. All right. Step one. Got it. <laughs> I love it. It's so well with our listeners here, right on our podcast, because we all will talk about money all the time. And I love what you said, because I think it gives, hopefully gives our listeners freedom to like, to not be ashamed or shy or like, we all need money. Like we do, but a lot of us are just like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't need a lot. Or maybe these are the thoughts in our head. No, we all need money. We need a lot of it and admitting it. Right. And making that your why of for why you hustling so hard and why you're raising kids and all of that is just, it's so liberating. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. And I had the, that's like a ring of fire. We all have to pass through a threshold of like, is it okay to have money? Yes. Oh my goddess. Yes. It is so uh, I am a firm believer that when more good people like you make good money, more good happens in the world. When we put money in women's hands, they're going to make big positive shift happen. So absolutely go make some money and take care of like allow that to motivate you sis because yes. it's so important that you have the nourishment you need to see to fruition what you want to see happen in the world. So getting in alignment with that then of, okay, I'm money motivated. All right. What's so, okay, Victoria, you're talking about energy and all of this emotional crap. What I'm a money motivated person. So obviously you have absolutely nothing to do with what I'm about. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, this is the exact bridge that I come in as a business Reiki master because Reiki by the way, is a Japanese word that means universal life force. So all of the resource that supports life in Japanese, that word is called Reiki. Over here in English, we call that energy. All right. So if we're just saying in English, I'm an energy master. So what does an energy master have to contribute to someone who is trying to make more money? I'll tell you. Thank you for asking person in the energy. So with that, <laughs> yeah. so we understand, we have to understand what is energy in the first place, because if we think it's just woo and fruity, weird, random, or flowers and sparkles, then you're missing out on the money that's on the table in this. So energy is the fuel behind all action. 
I'll repeat that. Energy is the fuel behind all action. So let's think of you like a car, okay? You are a race car. You're a Ferrari. You are hot. You are fabulous. You have like over 500 horses in your engine. You have hot red paint on your lips, and then you got big, fabulous, voluptuous wheels, and you are gorgeous. You're a hot race car, and your gas tank is empty. Are you going to win the race looking hot, but having an empty gas tank with love? No, no. So we want to understand it that way, that energy is the force behind all action. And So you as a race car, we want to get you Across, not just across the finish line, but we want you at first so that everyone can like take pictures and talk about how fabulous you are. Awesome. So understanding energy as the force behind all action, we want to look at what energy resources, right? How, let's say how many gas tanks have you got and how many different gas sources do you have to fuel you to get you across the finish line? In terms of closing sales, in terms of being able to have difficult money uh, conversations, that takes energy to be able to talk to your spouse about their spending and our spending and my spend and being able to manage all of that. It takes emotional energy. And so as an energy master or Reiki master, whatever language we're speaking, I come in and help you look at what is putting fuel, what's putting gas in your tank so that you are lit up and juiced up and ready to have those powerful transformational conversations with your spouse or yourself even, or if you're a business owner, so that you are lit up and juiced up and you have enough focus and energy to get on the phone, to get on camera and sell and speak and make the impact that you're called to so that you can bring the money in. So studies have actually shown that this can affect this meditation, self-care, your energy levels affects your level of productivity and profits to the tune of one study showed that when a company in implemented strategic meditation, which is one of the things that I teach, that their productivity went up 1.2x. So that's as if you have a body double sitting next to you who's 20% more like fresh and awake than you are helping out, which is fabulous. And then on the money side, studies have shown that get this, and this is hard to, uh, no one believes this until you hear me explain it. But the studies, the data has actually shown that when you implement strategic meditation and energy management in a business context, like I do, it'll increase your profits. So this is your money, not one, not two, not three, not four, 5.2 X. So what does that look like in a real world situation? So I like to describe this because no one believes when I say 520% increase in profits. I mean, my clients have those experiences. They tend to 4X on average. But here, if you're just hearing this for the first time, you're like, oh, you are officially lying. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. So there is like, you have to pay, uh, you have to request an invoice. Client wants to pay you, Right. Your client wants to pay you, but you got to request the invoice. There needs to be an email sent 
and you feel like you need to be the one to send it, or you're the one who has to send it to your team so that they can send it. Got it. All right. I'm going to sit down on my laptop. I'm going to type the email. Mom. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. What was I doing? What was I doing? All right. Okay. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to type the email. Facebook. Notification. Notification. Well, I am curious about those brownies that Susan made. Let me look at that. Several hours passed. Crap. All right. I'm gonna, I, I, I know I wrote it on a sticky somewhere. I got to send this invoice one more time. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I just oh, I want to start cleaning. Blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. That is a 5.2x decrease in profits when you let the push notifications, when you let, when you don't have boundaries set up in your household, like so that your kids are supported so you can focus on doing the budgeting or doing like sending your invoices, whatever that looks like. And when you also don't have boundaries set up with yourself to not start diving into the rabbit hole of, of Facebook or Netflix or things when you need to be sitting with your sacred money time. And that all of those with love, as lovely as they are, love, I love my family. I'm not saying that they are bad. And yeah, they drain my energy for being able to focus on following through and closing the loop so that I can get to the money, right? So then, okay, what do I need then? What can fuel my ability to feel supported and relaxed and focused so that I can follow through with the money issues, the money generating activities that are on the plate today. And that's where this energy stuff comes in. Is this making sense? I I hope it's resonating. Yeah, very much. You've said a lot of interesting points, like the distractions are are real for all of us, right? And especially all my my parents, listeners here, right? Small kids and and I hear this too a lot in, in the one-on-one work I do with clients and, you know, working and creating their financial plans where like all the things you're su- supposed to be working on, like gets put on the back burner and you just never really get to that. Right. They're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get to it one time. I'm going to apply for life insurance in, sometime in the future, or I'll get to my budget. That's the least of what I have to worry about. And I, and, and I get it. Like it's, it, life is real. It happens to all of us. And these distractions are not going to go away. They're even, <laughs> they've been more magnified, right? With the technology we have. I'm sure you don't tell your clients to cut off their, all the devices and stuff like that. Maybe you do, obviously, when you meditate, but, you know, in, in real life. So how do we get like to this practical stuff? Like, what do we do? How do we, in lieu of all of this stuff, because it's not going to go away, right? It's us who have to change, us who have to make shifts in order to, to be better sponges, right? <laughs> or not sponges to all of this stuff. So talk about like practical things that we can implement in our everyday life. Yeah, let's do it. So dealing with being the emotional sponge, right? And we absorb the energy of our distractions. We absorb the energy of our kids. We absorb the energy of all of the things that we're doing now, as well as all of the stuff that's put on the back burner. We absorb the energy of our spouse. We also absorb the energy of the media and all of the news and things that are going on, like talking about the economy, or we even absorb historically 
the viewpoints and feelings of our parents and ancestors around looking at money of like, oh, it's always going to be there. Don't worry about it. Or, oh, my God, always worry about it. Both of those are not very good energy. So practical steps for really starting to, let's say, clear your sponge. You know, if you're doing dishes with a sopping wet sponge that is moldy. All of the dishes are not actually getting clean, right? We want to wring it out a little bit. And how do we get into wringing out this energetic or emotional sponge? How we come into that first is by understanding and accepting that you have a limited bandwidth. Newsflash. No way. <laughs> Is that true? I'm like, that's not true. I have can do anything, right? <laughs> this is so. I mean, I'm I'm am very clear on how incredibly pedestrian what I just said was, and guilty as charged. I'm pointing at myself to everyone who's listening. Both hands and feet in the air. I think I can do it all. I got this, or I'm going to get to this during the 25th hour of today. I got it. That's scheduled during like the it's. At 2532 in military time, I got this. No, (laughs) it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You are one sponge and you can go from 0% saturation to 100% saturation. It's okay. It's okay. So be kind to yourself, accept that you are one sponge and that you have a level of saturation that is 100%, which means I cannot do or take in anymore. My brain is officially fried, crispy. So number one, accept that you're a limited creature. And so with that, honoring and accepting that about yourself, the next thing, believe it or not, is to get into your body. Get into your body. So I want to talk very briefly about sensuality. And I'm not talking, no, 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 sensuality. I'm talking sight, sound, taste, touch, smell. Sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, sensuality. The thing that convinces us that we are unlimited is our brains and our minds. They don't have a sense of sight, sound, taste, touch, smell awareness. And because of that, We will be basing our schedule off of your brain or your mind, which has no clock. There's no clock. You come up with a hundred billion million things to do and keep creating even more. Whereas if you think about your senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell to give you cues, you immediately enter into the present moment and start becoming more focused and aware in a positive way that you're limited. Such as, as you're listening, if everyone's listening in to this podcast, one way that you can start to get an energy refund is to close your eyes. Now, if you're driving, don't do that, obviously. But if you are not driving, pause for a moment and close your eyes. Immediately, you're going to notice if your eyes have been strained, if your head hurts a little bit, immediately. So, this is sensuality, becoming more aware of your positive limitation by tuning into your different senses, right? And that was an example of sensory deprivation of closing your eyes so that you can focus a little bit more. 
Now, if you are driving and you're listening in, see if you can pick up on a smell. Are you able to smell the room around you, smell the car around you? Are you aware that there is a scent to your car? You may be so in your head that you have absolutely no connection to the fact that, okay, like there's I smell French fries in the car. What, did Cindy leave some of her old McDonald's in the world? What in the world? I didn't even know that. What? So all of a sudden, you may you may suddenly become aware that there are things in your environment that need to be cared for or you can appreciate. So instead of like smelling the old dead McDonald's fries that your two-year-old spilled all over the place, as if you're working from home, Having a scent to your office that is energizing or uplifting or edifying to you. Many people like doing like the essential oils. I personally like having a candle going, but to have one that is helps you focus, that becomes an energy resource through your sensuality, practical steps that you can take. So that was sight, that was scent, sound. So what kind of sound do you need to have that keeps you feeling focused, energized, relaxed? I have an executive coach client of mine who always has the spa station on when she's working. She just, for her, that keeps her feeling in a state of flow. Whereas for me, if I'm really working on my finances, I love listening to jazz. Like it just makes me feel like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm really flowing with the numbers and I'm not emotionally tied up in the fact that, oh my God, I'm looking through all of these numbers and all of the stories that these numbers mean are emotionally draining me. But no, the music breaks it up, makes it lighter. I'm like, I, I care and I don't care. Like I'm here, let's finish this sort of a thing. So that's sight, that's scent, and that is sound, touch. So this is your physical relationship with your environment your kinesthetic sense. If you hate that leather chair at your work desk, you're not going to sit on it. Like, like, oh my God, I'm getting flashbacks from my dad's old Cadillac where my butt would like get stuck to the seat and I'm like, it's hot in the summer. I don't want to do my finances because of the chair. Like, get the chair out of there. And there's like a hole or cover it with something that is pleasing to your behind whatever that may be, but allow yourself to become more sensual. Like, okay, how do I like the feel of my work desk? Is it in the right part of the room for me personally so that I can focus? I know for me, I always need to be facing a window. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I can't focus. I just can't. I always need to have like a blanket over the lower half of my body so that I can stay focused on what I'm doing on my laptop, whatever works best for you. So that's touch, right? Your kinesthetics, making sure that there's nothing draining you touch-wise or texture-wise, draining your ability to follow through and be present to what you need to get done. So it's, And then there's also taste. So is there taste giving you energy and focus or is it distracting you? from being able to follow through. So like the chips, the soda, et cetera, could be more of a distraction and trying to get away from all of what you're doing, right? Stimulating, a, mm, oh my gosh, I love this chocolate or I love these chips. This is me stress eating 
rather than what tastes are pleasing to you, but also contribute to the fuel tank in your body. Like you were saying before, Anna, around nutrition, what, what can you eat that supports you staying focused and glowy and fabulous as you are following through on all of the things that you need to get done versus, all right, let me just randomly grab something that, you know, I could just kind of microwave, but when I eat it, I feel exhausted. Well, that thing drained your energy tank rather than added to it simply because you're misinterpreting, let's say sugar as fuel. Sugar isn't necessarily fuel. It may actually be something that burns the gas in your tank. So then for me, I love having lukewarm water. For me, lukewarm water keeps me running very well or with a little bit of lemon because that helps. I love the scent and it makes me wake up a little bit throughout the day. So it's sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, becoming more sensual and looking at how you work or how you go about the day from an energy standpoint. For those of you who are listening, I'm wearing like a pretty big pair of Tom Ford glasses. So imagine you could put on your energy glasses and look at the day with that kind of a frame of, all right, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, are these giving me energy or are these draining my energy? These, uh, how do you feel? Does that make sense? Or? It makes perfect sense. And the last one you talked about with the nutrition, my nutritionist told me, well, you have to you know, eat your meals outside or eat, eat your meals alone just because my idea of eating some of the meals, not all of them, we do have family time and dinner time <laughs> in front of my computer trying to do something. You know, like you want me to sit for 10 minutes quietly by myself and eat? That's too much time. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I can do, right? I can do a million stuff with it. So yes, I hear you. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can actually let it be a game. Let it be the sensuality game of, all right, kind of like pin the tail on the donkey or I spy. I used to play that game a lot as a little kid. If I spy with my little eye and you pick out something blue, right? Or pick out all of the blue things. So maybe you're playing a game with yourself and I'm getting an intuitive hit to also say, also play this I spy with your kids because. With COVID and them being online school and all of this madness, they need help managing their energy and their ability to focus and be well-fueled emotionally throughout the day as well. So play I spy. All right. Let me spot the energy drains on my eyes, for example. All right. That light is way too bright. That light is way too bright. Or, okay, I'm going to spot the energy drains on my eyes of, all right, do I have blue light blockers? Do I like, are my eyes getting really tired the longer I'm at my laptop all day? I spy for my eyes. And so you keep going through each one of the five senses to specifically look for the energy drains. I call this doing an energy audit. When I work with my clients is doing an audit of your energy and looking for all of the things that you're tolerating that are annoying you, that are making you angry or frustrated, or you're really avoiding and feeling kind of weird about, we go through in the energy audit and we list all of them, all of them. And those lists can be gigantic, but what's 
good is that you get it out so that you take that list of your energy audit and you know exactly what to start working on because every problem is also an opportunity for the solution to come forward. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. You mentioned this too, and I think it's very, very real for our listeners in terms of, you know, still going through COVID, who knows what the next six months are going to look like, right? You can do a lot of these things on your own. How do you bring the rest of the family in? I mean, little kids are probably more difficult, but they're like the ones who have enormous amount of energy. It never ends. (laughs) It's like they go on forever. Yeah. How do you get the whole family to participate? Yeah. So the way that you get anyone to participate, let alone your whole family, is you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So let me just be clear right here. And in holistic healing arts, this industry, we have a saying called a healing crisis. And so many women I've seen, this is obviously no one who is listening right now. So let's just put that out on the table. But I have seen in the past, strange and intriguing repeat issues with women in particular, who are really stressed out and they will come and like give me their kid first of like, my, my kids are stressed out. My kid has anxiety, my kids. And I've been trained by my teachers that when the mother comes bringing her kids, you always treat the mother first. That is just like any, that is therapist healer 101. We're like, I'm sorry, I got to dodge your kid because let's treat you first. And the beautiful thing, intuitively, every woman knows this, where this comes from is actually the umbilical cord is never really cut. That nourishment that came from you to give life to your children 
energetically, spiritually is never really cut. You always have an intuitive link to your kids. So here's what's going to happen. When you work on your energy first, your kids are going to receive like an upgrade by osmosis. This just when mom is happy, the kids are happy. When mom is mad or anxious, the kids are acting out and expressing all of that unresolved, frustrated energy. Amongst the men that I work with, they all tell me, oh yeah, Victoria, happy wife, happy life. I get it. Happy wife, happy life. I get it. When my wife is, I'm just happy when she's happy. I'm like, exactly. Because whereas between a woman and her children, the umbilical cord is never severed. When a man and a woman come together, that is also never severed as well. You always maintain that intuitive connection with your partner. So when you are juiced up, you have worked on your energy resources and started receiving more of the fuel behind the action, right? Getting more energy in your life. And I'm happy to help anyone learn more solutions how to do that. But when you do that for yourself first, that's when others will kind of just fall into the sinkhole of awesomeness that you have become. They can't help it. Does everyone say, oh, I, lo- I love that you start your day with a bath, mommy. I love that. I feel good when you come out smelling like coconuts. I'm so happy, mom. Like, and so that then spreads your positive energy, your well-being it spreads a positive infection, right? We hear a lot about it. Oh oh my God, COVID, I'm afraid of infecting other people. Well, positivity spreads the same ways through infection. So catch it yourself first and then spread it to the rest of your family. They will naturally follow suit. It's just, you don't have to do anything other than do your thing, take care of your body, your health and your energy. And they will see that and follow suit. I promise you, I've seen it over the decades of doing this. I've seen it over and over and over again. All right. I'm convinced doing it for sure. <laughs> so, okay. So are these, these are good techniques and mechanisms to put in place. Are these daily practices? What do you suggest for folks to do? I'm sure it's not just one-time thing. It doesn't just work if you just did it once and forgot about it 10 years later. <laughs> Yeah. So I like to, I'm a very earthy person. So forgive me for this image, but I like to think of this as having to go to the bathroom. Like how often do you need to pee? Mm-hmm. Once a week? I hope not. Once <laughs> a day? I mean, minimum good grief. So, <laughs> so but how do you, how can you tell that you have to pee? Well, you have a bladder that gives you signs of saying, Hey, getting full. And I, I know how women are. They're going to be listening to me talking about pee and be like, I'm going to pee right now. Like that's automatic. I know. And that's okay. And so you want to tune into your, let's say energy bladder and the signs that it's getting to the point where you need to relieve yourself. Right. So blending metaphors now here of you having an energy bladder and you being an energy sponge, same difference. So how do I know I'm saturated or how do I know that it's about time for me to relieve myself is how you feel, how you feel. 
you want to follow your negative feelings. Now I know like I come from the woo-woo crowd or whatever, they're like positivity, positive vibes. And no, I'm all about giving a negativity and negative vibes. Yeah. So with that, I want you to begin basing your daily or weekly or whatever structure around how acute your negative feelings are. So if you are depressed, right, or if you're in deep grief kind of a situation, that means you're probably going to need to pee a few times today, as in clear yourself, go through and look at what's draining me or get things out of the environment so that I'm more supported or get out of the environment so that I can feel better, whatever. If you're more emotionally acute of like, you're feeling really angry, that type of a thing, care for yourself, go relieve yourself, do something that lights you up, whatever that means to you personally. Maybe it's walking the dog, maybe it's going for a hike, maybe it's you know, tidying up the house in a certain area that you love that has just has been underserved for so long because everything's crazy or gather all the kids together. and We're going to have a cleaning party of your toys and make a game out of it, whatever your flavor is. But if you're very acute, you'll need to do something mm, a couple times a day. Now, if you're not feeling like, oh, I'm on like a level eight, nine, 10 of feeling emotionally overwhelmed or saturated, then we'll want to look at what's your daily practice instead of, okay, so just to get like to rinse and repeat on a daily basis, just basic hygiene. What, what does that look like? Maybe you have a special practice for yourself as you go to bed, right? Listening to a healing meditation as you fall asleep. Or in the morning, maybe you need something that puts energy into your tank spiritually of like you're doing your spiritual reading or you're, um, uh, you're pulling an oracle card or you're do- reading a positive book at the beginning of the day or affirmations. That's something that adds to your energy tank first thing so that you're completing a day's cycle. So maybe like you have a fairly stressful lifestyle, but it's, you know, uh, around the neutral-ish zone on like around maybe like, let's say a four, five, six. But if you're not very acute, right? If you don't really need to pee that type of a situation, you could look at the weekly or monthly approach of, I'm going to, I want to add to my energy account. And so, all right, I'm going to make a deposit in my energy account on a weekly basis, I get my weekly massage or I ask my husband to do my weekly massage if you, if you don't want to put that in the financial budget, right? Or ask my son, so like, can you massage mommy's back, right? That kind of a thing or your daughter. So on a weekly basis, adding to your own energy bank account, making deposits or on a monthly having your monthly body scrub or whatever that looks like, what adds to your energy account, or if it's your weekly or your monthly session with your therapist or a Reiki healer by you or online so that someone can go through and clear your energy or help you clear your mind, but have resources, expose yourself to resources that add to your energy account. And even on a quarterly 
basis. Like, oh, have know that your your like your vacation is on the calendar. Like we're having the fabulous vacation. I know that my vacation once a quarter is there. So that just the thought of going to Martha's Vineyard or the thought of going to the beach for a long weekend, you can just receive the energy of that and let that fill your tank, knowing that you've cared for yourself. So those are some examples that at the same time, Someone could be listening in right now. Yes, this is amazing. I'm taking notes. And as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go on to the next thing and forget everything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's hope that they don't do that. (laughs) That, If that's you with love, high five, sis, because I'm right there with you. I know what that's like. Listen, Victoria, you had no idea this podcast episode was the gas in my tank. And now I got to keep it moving kind of a thing. You know, while you're folding your laundry or and you're listening to this podcast, et cetera. Awesome. If that's your case, uh, get help because <laughs> you cannot and you will not. And let's just accept that you will not do this on your own. It's just just accept it. I'm saying this from experience for myself. I would not believe that I wouldn't do it myself. I would, I wouldn't accept that I was, I would just keep saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not, rather than just accepting myself. No, actually, I'm not going to put any of that on my schedule and I'm not going to like think about all of that on my own. I really need to sit down with somebody and let them support me or pull it out of me. That kind of a thing. I, maybe I had a level of pride or whatever, or ego or something that was stopping me from doing that. But it's okay. I don't think having pride and an ego is a bad thing. But instead, just embrace it. You know what? I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to go get help with that. And I highly recommend that. I do. I do. I, I support that very much. It's actually one that I'm, I'm glad you bring up this point because even in the, in just if we put you know energy thing aside for now, like just simple implementation of, I see this a lot with clients, of the financial recommendations like they know what to do if they only get it done when their hand is held through the process so it's real we're all guilty of that uh, so why not right why not seek help because ultimately that's what you're trying to accomplish so yeah i i was all excited about all these things you're talking about and you're like yeah you probably aren't gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i've been doing this long enough to know and i've been doing this myself long enough to know myself. I'm going to talk to every, like to you and everyone that's listening as if you're me, because that's the best that I can do. And I just wanted to say, like, uh, as a final point, don't feel guilty about asking for help. Instead, if you're going to feel like something, feel like Cleopatra, like feel like a queen, a queen asks for help right? A king asks for help of his subjects. Don't feel guilty. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm annoying people and interrupting them. And I'm such a blah, blah, No, like I need you to Cleopatra that of like, oh, they would be so excited to help me. And they're just waiting. My kids are like, mommy, let me know what to do. Right. Or I'm so happy. My husband's like, if you need anything, just ask. No, I'm a, I'm a muscle through it. I'm not Cleopatra. I'm Alexander the Great taking over. The- <laughs> you want to tell me that Cleopatra is not a go-getter or she wasn't? 
she knew how to use her people resources. <laughs> no, good point. I love this. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. Yes, because you are speaking to us, the go-getters, right? Because this is this is where we're trying to accomplish all these things. You're like, ask for help. Time to ask for help. And so, yes. <laughs> It is time. Awesome. Well, for all the time we have left today, how would, if people want to listen more to what you're talking about, I know you have your own podcast and really look into the work that you're doing. How can they connect with you? Why, yes. So like, by the way, Anna, you are officially invited to come as a guest on the Journey for Noah podcast. We would love to have your story. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And to Please, definitely. And so for everyone, you're welcome. If you're into the podcast vibe and you want to hear more, you can follow my crazy adventure at the Journeypreneur podcast on iTunes. And for there, I share any stress management tips, techniques, and tools that I use for myself. And you also can follow along how things are working well and things aren't working out. Hear different stories of my clients. And then in later episodes, because the podcast, I think we're up to 180 something episodes. So in later episodes, I bring in lots and lots of friends like Anna, yourself, who are entrepreneurs, who are sharing what's the one thing that's really helped them to stay on their path to helping others, right? And so they'll share stuff about self-care or mindset tips, et cetera. So check it out there. If you really, so if you want to do more of this, but you don't want me to know. I've, I've become aware that people are like, I want to sample what you're doing, Victoria, but I don't want there to be an opt-in. I just want to slide in there and then creep right back out and have no one know that this happened like in, in a vacuum. I'm like, cool. We support you in that. And so I, <laughs> I wrote a book and it is called Natural Intuition Now. And you can find that on Amazon. It's two-day ship, two-day prime, less than 20 bucks to get it. Natural intuition now. It's skinny, so it's meant to be like you could sit and read it. And one day, it's all of exactly more of exactly what to do. So natural intuition now, Sensei Victoria Whitfield on Amazon. You could get that book and you could slide in there. And I have no idea that you did that. And, and you can have your wonderful secret adventure. <laughs> Yeah. And if lastly, if you just you're you're okay with me kind of knowing that you're checking me out, but I'm not going to like bother you or anything, but you do want like a guided writing prompt sort of a thing. I have my friend Wanda made this amazing application called Catch that you can text a word and get a clarity guide that we put together. So what you want to do is if you are ready to start really embracing your sensitivity, accepting it, and then using it more as a superpower for yourself, handling your finances as well as in your business, text that word READY to 411321. Again, that's text the word READY to 411321. And what that's going to do is it's going to ask you for your email and then once you give the email, it'll send you a PDF that is about unlocking your inner visionary. And this is a piece where I really dive deeper on what we kind of touched on today, which is connecting to your senses so that you can really harness your ability to focus and be more effective. So again, that's text READY to 411321. 
So those are your three options is what I would say. Thank you so much. This is great. I'm totally ready. So I'm going to hop off <laughs> once we're done and have my lunch in peace. I promise you I won't be eating in front of a computer. Two <laughs> people now, I, you know, it's like you hear it once and possibly should we hear it twice. Like, okay, you better start doing something. So I'm, I'm following through. So thank you so much. We will include all of this in the show notes in the podcast for sure. And yeah, any last minute closing statements before we adjourn for today? Absolutely. I'm going to say the same thing I always do. Please remember to enjoy the journey. You do not have to lose your glow as you grow in life and business. Awesome. Thank you, Sensei Victoria. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.